Welcome to the Teal Shirt Report, episode number 81. Uh, my name is Scott. Great to have you tuned in. We're listened to in as many as 24 states across the United States, uh, half the country, and probably close to half the world, too. We're worldwide uh, here at the Teal Shirt Report. Well, the Jaguars made history. They have indeed uh, tied the franchise record with 13 losses. In a season, Jaguars losing uh, 40 to 14. Can you believe that? The Baltimore Ravens 40, the Jaguars 14. The game started out with a, you know, a Josh Jones interception by the Jaguars. There was a penalty on the interception, so the Jaguars were backed up, um, you know, like around there inside their five yard line, and on. Uh, Gardner Minshew's first pass play, he was sacked in the end zone for safety. Baltimore led two to nothing. They came back with another quick touchdown. And, I mean, the onslaught, I mean, the slaughter was on. Baltimore 40, Jacksonville 14. Minshew did have two touchdown passes. His stats looked better than people thought they, they were. If you watch the game, however, a loss is a loss. Baltimore won the game 40 to 14. We're going to talk about it uh, today on episode 81 of the Tillshirt Report. We got North Florida Entertainment, other area sports as well coming up. And we'll talk about the SEC championship game as well on this edition of the Tillshirt Report brought to you by Anchor.fm. That's right. Brought to you by Anchor.fm. Also by Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs, home, residential, business, commercial. See Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty. You can find his link on our website, on our homepage at bigjreport.com and our 24-7 North Florida weather information. And also a shout out to everybody over at Lake LakeUfalaHits.com, internet radio. It's all good. Some of the greatest songs of all time. Um, Rock Saturdays over there at LakeUfallahits.com. Again, it's all good. Recognizable hits, songs you'll remember. And um, so check it out, LakeUfallahits.com. Internet radio, it's all good. And again, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. More of the Teal Shirt Report is coming right up. Well, you're listening to the Till Shirt Report. We'll tell it like it is here. You know, no sugarcoating anything. I mean, the Jaguars way back in September won the first game of the year against the Colts. And there was optimism back when the Jaguars were 1-0, right? Since then, it's been a landslide of losses, 13 in a row. A franchise record 13 losses in a row with the Chicago Bears looming at home. And then the Jaguars finish up the season against the Colts. There was a ray of hope, though. The Jets won. The Jets beat the Rams 23-20. to And as I understand it, if the two teams end up tied with both one win, the Jaguars now 
get the first pick. We all know who that first pick's going to be. It's going to be quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Now, with such a big jewel out there, caveat and Trevor Lawrence, Shad Khan is really going to have to make the proper changes. Let's get a high-profile coach in there, whether it's Jim Harbaugh, who's won in the NFL before, has NFL head coaching experience, whether it's Jim Harbaugh or you shoot for the moon with Urban Meyer. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh has the NFL experience, whether it's Urban Meyer, um, Dabo Sweeney, Trevor Lawrence's uh, coach at Clemson. I've heard some rumors to the effect that if the players start getting paid in college, that Dabo Sweeney's out of college football. If he goes to the NFL, maybe it's a package deal. The only guy that I might consider as a head coach that's not been a head coach might be Eric Bieniemy, who's worked side-by-side in Kansas City with their head coach there, that legendary coach who was with Philadelphia all those years and uh, now, of course, is uh, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they won the Super Bowl last year. I think Eric Bieniemy might be the only guy. Um, however, there's going to be there's going to be some teams looking for. And hey, Kansas City won again yesterday, thirty-two to twenty-nine over the Saints. As we record uh, this podcast, of course, here we mainly we mainly talk, you know, about the Jaguars, of course, but. Some of these things affect the Jaguars. Andy Reid, successful coach, Super Bowl champion now with the Kansas City Chiefs. He took Philadelphia. You know, they they won the NFC Championship. Very successful coach. Andy Reid with Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy, his offensive coordinator. He might be one of the only guys, one of the few guys. I know Buffalo's offensive coordinator might be a guy that needs consideration with what he's done with quarterback Josh Allen. But I'm going to say that I think the Jaguars got to shoot for the moon. I mean, Shad Khan has talked about championships, wanting to bring a championship to Jacksonville. Go get a high-profile coach and a GM that particular uh, coach can work with. you got to go through the NFL protocols and, and interview a lot of different people. But I, I still think a high-profile coach that has been a proven winner especially in the NFL like Harbaugh has. Heck, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And I will tell you this, the 49ers have an illustrious history, but they were pure trash when Harbaugh took over. When Harbaugh left after, you know, having some apparently some ill feelings with uh, then-general manager Trent Baalke, who is now the Jaguars' acting GM, acting, that's the – you know, that is the uh, comparable word, right? Um, Jim Harbaugh, Dabo Sweeney, Urban Meyer, Eric Bieniemy. those are my top four choices. The Jets did the unbelievable. The Jets 23, the Rams 20. I don't know if Ramsey's back was hurting yesterday or not, but the Rams got beat. The Jets 23, the Rams 20. 
So the Jets win their first game of the year. I guess the Jags got the tiebreaker. The Jets had the first overall pick until they they won on Sunday, December the 20th. Now, the Jags have got to lose to the Bears and the Colts, right, to keep that 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 first, that number one overall pick in the first round. The great thing is about the Rams' loss, the Jaguars also have the Rams' first-round pick. So that pick, that pick, thanks to the Jets beating the Rams, that pick now becomes a little bit better and a little bit higher. Uh, of course, it's a you know a later in the first round pick, but the Jags, whoever takes the job, Jim Harbaugh is a coach that at the present time, I can see a mutual parting of the ways because it's not been as successful as, as Jim or Michigan has wanted it to be. A mutual parting of the ways what is what could happen at Michigan. So a landslide of losses for the Jaguars. They're 1-13. Doug's got to go. There, there are some sources that said, hey, Doug may survive it. Man, what are they drinking? I mean, really, if you're going to have the first overall pick in the draft, Shad Khan, it's on Shad Khan to make the right hires in January of 2021 in preparing for March free agency, where the Jags are going to have a boatload or a yacht load of salary cap room this time around. Shad Khan has got to get the right high-profile coach and a GM he's comfortable with and a GM Shot Khan is comfortable with as well. So that's what it comes down to. The Jags are in the driver's seat for Trevor Lawrence unless they win one of these last two games. The Jets have two games also, so it could come down, could sadly come down to the last week. I, and, you know, for TV ratings, I'm surprised the NFL doesn't make the Jags play the Jets in an empty stadium to see who's the worst team. That's kind of what it all comes down to. Um, in other area sports, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl has been announced. Uh, North Carolina State will play Kentucky at 12 noon on January the 2nd here in Jacksonville, Florida. January the 1st, the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. This will be an interesting matchup. January the 1st, the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia, ninth ranked in the country now, will play Cincinnati, eighth ranked. That could be one of the most interesting and intriguing bowl games of the college football bowl season. It's on New Year's Day, January the 1st, the Peach Bowl featuring Georgia versus Cincinnati. Georgia ranked ninth, Cincinnati eighth, uh, Georgia's fourth in our SEC power rankings. And um, also the Florida Gators who lost in the SEC championship game. Florida gave Alabama their probably their best game of the year. I mean, uh, it's the toughest game of the year, I should say. Alabama 52, Florida 46. Where was the defense? I tell you what, the defense, Alabama's defense slightly better than Florida's, but Florida's defense just did not make enough big plays. They were two, maybe two big plays, a pick six or something, away from winning this game over Alabama. However, Florida's defense most of the night just couldn't stop Alabama, so they needed turnovers and just didn't get enough big plays. The Florida defense needed at least two or three more big plays to win this game. The uh, final four of college football is set. 
after um, Alabama uh, won the SEC championship game, Alabama 52, Florida 46 in Atlanta on um, Saturday night, December the 19th. The final four is set. Alabama will play Notre Dame. Should Notre Dame be in? Boy, they got blasted by Clemson in the ACC championship game. Maybe Texas A&M should have been in. I mean, because Notre Dame, we're not talking about, we're not talking about a conference champion. We're talking about a uh, conference runner-up. They got blasted by Clemson. Clemson had Trevor Lawrence. The first go-around when Notre Dame won the game, there was no Trevor Lawrence due to uh, COVID issues. So down to final the final four in college football, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Clemson versus Ohio State in a few days, and then the uh, two winners will play. Ohio State won the Big Ten, the Big Ten championship game with a come-from-behind win over Northwestern. Ohio State is actually the third seed, Big Ten champions, but they only played six games, so that's debatable too. But it's been an interesting year. It's been a crazy year. The uh, 2020 college football season with COVID, the COVID, uh, obviously the serious COVID situation was all season long, games being canceled or postponed by uh, COVID issues and concerns. FSU's last game of the year versus Wake Forest was canceled because of COVID concerns. The third bad year in a row by FSU. FSU finishes three and six. Mike Norvell is a good coach. That was his first year at FSU. He's got to get his players in there, and he he will. You know, last year, at this time last year, Mike Norvell's Memphis team was playing in the Cotton Bowl, and he left prior to that, of course, to take the FSU job. But FSU had some games, uh, you know, postponed and canceled this year. FSU finished with only three wins, three and six. And their final game, FSU versus Wake Forest, was canceled due to COVID concerns and issues. So that's kind of a complete synopsis of college football. Again, the final four, Alabama versus Notre Dame, Clemson versus Ohio State. And those games will be played in a few days. And then the winners, the two winners, will meet for the college football national championship. Final SEC power rankings, got Alabama number one, Texas A&M number two, Florida three. Florida gave Alabama their best game of the year. Georgia fourth. Georgia's going to the Peach Bowl. And Auburn uh, rounds out the top five at number five. And uh, we did have, well, we did have Missouri. We did have Missouri in there at number six. As well, those are some of the top teams in the SEC out of the 14 teams. Defense in the SEC was down all year long in most games. I mean, there was a couple of games that, I mean, Mississippi State, there was a game where Mississippi State only scored two points against the Kentucky team. But but for the most part, 80 to 90% of the games, the scoring was way up. Uh, the SEC championship game echoed that, Alabama 52 and Florida, 46. So that's a look at most of the college football, some of the bowl games we mentioned uh, that are coming up. Florida State is not going to go bowling, but they got to go out looking for players. 
I still think Mike Norvell is the right coach for FSU. I mean, Taggart just, I mean, Taggart just was bad news uh, for FSU. He did wind up getting a job, as most of you know, down in uh, South Florida. He got the old FAU job that, of course, uh, Lane Kiffin vacated when he took the Ole Miss job. And, hey, Lane Kiffin did a good job at Ole Miss. Uh, they finished, I guess Ole Miss, Ole Miss finished, what, 4-4 four and four in the SEC? And, um, you know, Lane Kiffin won the Egg Bowl. That's always, you know, important, you know, with uh, Ole Miss fans. And, um, you know, LSU upset Florida. LSU actually finished 5-5. Five and five. Ole Miss actually finished 4-5. and five. So the power rankings are done for the SEC. The big game, obviously, was the SEC championship game, Alabama 52 and Florida 46, the final score. North Florida Entertainment, well, I know the Jacksonville Icemen are back playing um, at the arena. You know, and of course, uh, limited attendance. I'm not sure on the percentage. Maybe it's around 25%. Uh, social distancing, of course, at the Jacksonville Iceman East Coast Hockey League games. Alex Nunry, our Big J Report contributor, you know, told me that the Iceman season has been extended into June now. It will be finishing up in June because they got a late start here in December. They normally start you know, what, in uh, late October. So the season got started about two months later uh, than usual. We'll talk more about North Florida Entertainment, other area sports coming up. Again, the Jaguars, a landslide of losses, a franchise record 13 losses in a row for the Jaguars. However, there's hope, there's optimism. The Jets did beat the Rams 23-20, to so at least at the moment, after 14 weeks, after 14 weeks of the season, finally the Jets have won, and the Jags actually have moved into the number one spot to draft Trevor Lawrence in the April 2021 draft. We'll see if it stays. I mean, there's still two weeks of the season coming up. Um, the Jags got the Bears and Colts still left on the schedule. They win one of those games It might it might turn out to be bad, right? When winning is bad, we know losing is bad. 13 losses in a row is just incredible. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. We'll continue. Okay, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Episode 81, we're listened to in as many as 24 states now. Thank you for being there with us on 81, the 81st episode of the Teal Shirt Report. Here's, here's a fact from the Jaguars uh, 2020 season. The Jacksonville Jaguars have, have had as many as six different kickers, the most in NFL history. Now, here's something for you also in the Baltimore loss 40-14. to on uh, Sunday, December the 20th, Baltimore 40, the Jaguars 14. The kicker, Aldrick Roses, didn't do a lot of kicking, but he was punting. The kicker, the backup kicker, was punting, had to punt. 
because Logan Cook uh, could not play uh, due to uh, some type of injury. So you had Aldrick Roses, a backup kicker for the Jaguars. He was actually punting in the game against Baltimore. I think there was a couple of spinning kicks, too. I think he actually um, got lucky on a couple of kicks that spun the right way. But uh, just another sidebar of just a just a crazy and terrible 2020 season for the Jaguars. There was a challenge of, I think, a, a yard mark on a um, when they when they said it uh, was a first down and it wasn't a first down by like an inch or something and and I love the way the announcer said Doug Marone has thrown the little red flag an eloquent drop of the challenge flag and you know what that says at all because Doug Marone is no Bobby Cox the longtime manager of the Braves who you know, he made a living getting thrown out of games. So my only my only comment about that is the um, the officials were never put in check by Doug Marone. Uh, the Jaguars lost a couple of games that they really should have won due to a couple of really bad calls. The Houston game earlier in the year against the Texans and the Green Bay game. Doug Marone, he didn't put the officials in check. He didn't fire Todd Wash and the record speaks for itself at 1 and 13 as we record this um, Teal Shirt Report podcast on um, on Monday, December the 21st. I know there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks out there, of course, but 13 losses in a row, that pretty much says it all, right? Going back to the SEC uh, power rankings for just a moment. Wanted to update it. I got a couple of phone calls about this. Let's update the power rankings. Let's at least give you the top seven teams. Uh, Alabama finished first, of course, winning the SEC championship game. Texas A&M finished 8-1. and one. There's a big argument for Texas A&M being in the playoff instead of Notre Dame. Texas A&M 8-1, but Notre Dame made the playoff. Um, but there's an argument. Uh, Notre Dame or Texas A&M, right? But the committee, you know, or however that works, where the TV networks have, seems like all the control, ESPN kind of owns college football. So Alabama plays Notre Dame. Clemson plays Ohio State. You know, and to be honest with you, I I guess the committee didn't want to see an Alabama-Texas A&M rematch is what it most likely would have been. So... You got two teams from the ACC in the Final Four, though, right? You got a Big Ten champion that's played six games. Alabama definitely deserves to be the number one seed. Clemson deserves to be the number two seed. Notre Dame and Ohio State, uh, well, that's that's what that's what it is. It's Alabama versus Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State, and the two winners will play in a few days for college football's national championship. Going back to the final power rankings, top seven teams, Alabama finishing first, Texas A&M second, Florida third, Georgia fourth, Auburn fifth. Missouri had five wins and surprised a lot of people. Missouri finished sixth at five and five. Uh, LSU seventh. LSU, you know, had that big upset win over Florida, finished seventh at five and five. And we'll give Ole Miss the eighth spot. 
at uh, four and five. They did win the Egg Bowl over Mississippi State, you know, just a, just a couple of weeks back. So that's a look, um, another review of the SEC Power Rankings. Alex Nunry has been out covering sports. He's been out to the Jacksonville Iceman uh, hockey games, covering that for BigJReport.com as a Big J Report contributor and, uh, and now uh, uh, freelance writer for the BigJReport.com. Let's get a report, uh, some reports from Alex Nunry as the uh, Teal Shirt Report continues now. Alex? Congrats to the TCA Conquerors. The Florida Class 3A State Champions. Their head coach, Verlin Dormany. Quarterback, Ja'Cory Jordan. Running back, Christian Ellis and Trayon Webb. A wide receiver, Marcus Gatorberg. The offensive lineman is Austin Barber. The other quarterback is Colin Harley. The defensive line, Simeon Davis, Jonathan Goddard. And Lucius Lattimore. Also on that great trinity, Christian Conqueror State Championship team representing Jacksonville, Florida. That's Maryland commit, Corey Coley. Junior Bryce Capers. Kicker Caleb Stevenson. Offensive lineman senior Jeremiah Johnson. Caleb Killian, the running back. Also, the offensive coordinator, Lamar Lewis. Congrats to Terrell Jackson, as well as Kinsley Johnson from Trinity Christian as well. Jackson, a Army commit, a defensive back for the Conquerors. Johnson, one of the most electrifying underrated point returners in the Jacksonville area. The Trinity Christian Conquerors, also led by wide receiver Fred Smith. He is a junior. And by running back, Ronye Norton. And by linebacker, C.J. Ross. Ross. A USF commit. The other noble alumni for the Trinity Christian Conquerors. And his former Jacksonville Shark and Arena League champion, Skip Ross. Also on that great Trinity Christian Academy of Jacksonville 3A state championship team, you have 
Jerron Williams, the senior defensive back. Also, one of the best freshman running backs, Darnell Rogers. Congrats once again to Trinity Christian's 3A state championship team tonight. Also, congrats to Ray Bureau and appreciate him for keeping us updated on our Big J Report Facebook page. Ray Sports Bureau, the voice of the Trinity Christian Controversy. Congrats to Niles Johnson, Jackson Strayer, and Alex Maynard from the Trinity Christian Conquerors on a terrific game as well. Also, Wyatt Penny Baker. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Alex Nonnery. We are here at the Five Star Veterans Memorial Arena for tonight's ECHL hockey game between the visiting South Carolina Stingrays and your Jacksonville Iceman. The Stingrays come into this game at 0-1 with 3-2 loss. Thursdays, the Greenville Swamp Rabbits last week. Last Friday to be exact. Your Iceman coming to this game one and one. Coming off a four to three win last Saturday night right here at the arena. The Stingrays. President is uh, John Cannon. Their head coach is Ryan Blair. Assistant coaches Brendan Cody. The Iceman head coach Jason Christie and the president Bob Robinson. And goalie tonight. Royal Jacksonville Iceman, number 31, Iman McCann. And goalie tonight for the South Carolina Steamers, number 35, Hunter Shepard. McCann hails from Percasi, Pennsylvania. At the end of the first period here at Publix Rink in Jacksonville, Florida. It's the visiting South Carolina Stingrays 1 and your Jacksonville Iceman nothing. At the end of the second period here are the Life Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. It's the South Carolina Stingrays from Charleston, South Carolina. One, 
and your Jacksonville Iceman nothing. The Stingrays have 20 shots on goal, while the Icemen have 14. We have 16 minutes till the start of the third period. The South Carolina Stingray goal is by number 23, Max Gottlieb, assisted by number 20, Mason Morelli. It's two to nothing Stingrays with 16.37 left in the third period. Well, some uh, nice reporting from Alex Nunnery. Alex went to the Jacksonville Iceman uh, hockey game recently, and Alex was also uh, congratulating Trinity Christian Academy on their 3A football championship in which the uh, Trinity Conquerors uh, won that championship. Congratulations to them. And by the way, uh, at that Iceman game that you heard Alex reporting on, the Iceman did lose that game 2-1. to one. But Derek Lottemeyer scored his first professional goal for Jacksonville. But again, the Iceman lost that game 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Checking on, you know, some of the scores, you know, as far as high school football that we do have, uh, I know that Bowles, uh, the Bowles Bulldogs did lose their championship game, but Trinity won theirs. Uh, As we get more championship scores uh, in from high school football, we will be, uh, you know, certainly reporting on those, you know, as far as some, uh, well, some recent high school football championship games, uh, that were played again, Trinity Christian, a big, uh, come from behind win, uh, for Trinity Christian. And of course, um, you know, high school football. So we do congratulate, uh, Trinity Christian on winning that, uh, championship. It was, um, it was actually Trinity Christian, uh, defeating Chaminade Madonna, out of South Florida, Trinity Christian Academy 25, Chaminade Madonna 22. The final back on Wednesday, December the 16th. Trinity Christian wins the uh, Class 3A Florida State Championship. Meanwhile, Car- Cardinal Gibbons uh, defeated Bowles. Uh, oh, by the way, the Trinity Christian victory was over in Tallahassee at Duke Campbell Stadium. Uh, Trinity Christian Academy 25. Chaminade Madonna 22, the final, as Trinity Christian Academy from Jacksonville won the 3A state championship on Wednesday, December the 16th. Um, Trinity Christian won a state championship. Congratulations to them on winning the 3A Florida state championship. Meanwhile, Bowles, who had an absolutely wonderful season with some great victories, finally lost in the championship game. It was Cardinal Gibbons 35 and Jacksonville Bowles 21. The final score in the 4A Florida State Championship back on Thursday, December the 17th. Also in North Florida Entertainment, the 38th special concert was held back on December the 10th at the Florida Theater to about 50% capacity crowd due to uh, COVID, due to the COVID situation, obviously. And Elton John has scheduled a concert way in the future, in 2022. 
on April the 23rd of 2022 in Jacksonville, Florida at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Elton, you know, betting on certainly is held to be good in a couple of years from now. And, and actually, that's, uh, what, about a year, uh, a year and a quarter of a year from now in uh, 2022. Elton John with the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour on April the 23rd of 2022 at the Jacksonville, Florida Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. That Elton John uh, Farewell Tour will actually begin in January of 2022, and it kicks off in Louisiana, I believe in New Orleans, in January of 2022. And then, uh, you know, then like three months later, uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, on April the 23rd of 2022. Jaguars, again, losers of 13 games in a row. Some good news, Pfizer and Moderna uh, vaccines uh, for COVID have both now been approved. Uh, I, I believe the ultimate goal is everyone that wants a vaccine, they're, they're hopeful that everyone in the United States that wants a vaccine will get a vaccine and they'll get everybody who wants to get vaccinated. They will all get vaccinated. Everyone will get vaccinated within a few months. At least the goal I think is by June of 2021. Back to the Jaguars for just a moment. I know that uh, coach Doug Marone has uh, started defensive tackle. Doug Costin now starting for the fifth, his fifth consecutive game. 23 years old. He played his college ball out of Miami. Taven Bryan, the former first-round pick. Well, I guess he's he'll always be a first-round pick of the Jaguars. Taven Bryan has now gone to the bench. Because I kept looking for Taven when I was watching the game, and apparently he's riding the pine now with the Jacksonville Jaguars during this incredibly long 2020 season and a franchise record 13 losses in a row. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report this time around. We appreciate you listening. I want to thank my producers, JC, and also Alex Nunnery. Have a great day. This has been episode show 81, sponsored by Anchor.fm, Saucerility. Uh, LakeUfallahits.com. And of course, you can uh, follow us at BigJReport.com. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode number 81. My name is Scott. Thank you for listening. And I am out. Hey, have a great day. And hopefully, 2021 will be a much happier new year for everyone. So let me be the first one to wish you a a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday Season, and a happy upcoming New Year in 2021. This has been the Teal Shirt Report. I'm Scott, and I'm out. Have a great day.